Hello and welcome to It's Actually Happening. This is Vince Williams. Hello there, and this is Chris Hoffman. Heffernan. 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 Yes. This is a weekly podcast that looks at the weird and wonderful news that is actually happening in the world today. But before that, let's look through history at what was happening today, the 10th of July. On the 10th of July, 988, the city of Dublin was founded. Ooh, potato. Jump forward just a little bit to 1040. And according to legend, Lady Godiva rides naked on horseback through Coventry to force her husband, Earl of Mercia, to lower taxes. <laughs> That's a bit extreme, isn't it? To lower tax. I didn't. Do you know what? I've always known the story about Lady Godiva, but I didn't know why she'd done it. So you've educated me today. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. To lower taxes, she went. So I don't get the the continuity between lowering taxes and going naked. Was it just so? She felt that the her husband was. In unjust in the taxes he was doing and he said well if you ride through horseback naked I will lower the taxes so she demanded that every single person in Coventry stayed indoors and she went out on her horse with her hair perfectly placed and rode through Coventry naked but one person didn't close the doors they looked their name was Tom and hence we have the phrase peeping Tom no way. Yeah. Wow. And so her husband was forced to lower the taxes. Wow. There you go. That is that is incredible. That is. And I thought I'd give us something a bit more uh, modern. So 1965 on this day, the Rolling Stones scored their first US number one with I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I Can't Get No Satisfaction. That's my little Rolling Stones impression there for you. <laughs> So, Vince, what news story have you got to kick us off today? Well, Chris, I thought we're just we're going to ease you in today with um, this first story, which the headline reads: "Mum's disbelief at teacher's note about contents of her daughter's lunchbox." I'm intrigued. Yes. Yeah, so, well, mum of three, Melissa Ann, didn't know whether to cry, laugh, or shake her head in disbelief when her daughter's teacher told her what she had found inside Emily, her daughter's lunchbox. What do you think she found? A spider. Nope. A... I'll give you a clue, basically. So, um, Melissa, she always lets her daughters uh, do their own pat lunch. It says She says it helps them... Do, do stuff themselves. So she said, right, go and make your pat lunch and then off you pop to school. And so she's gone and done a pat lunch. Now, in the house, they have their own pet animals. They have three cats. So now what did little Emily put in a lunchbox to eat that day? I'm guessing she liked the look of the food that the cat was given. I guess you're correct, Chris. Yes, it was cat food in there, basically. Now, (laughs) again, when she was asked, Melissa said, I didn't know whether to cry, laugh or 
Shake my head in disbelief. She does a lot of shaking her head in disbelief, this woman. I think she's just a very shaky person. Because if you want to know who this woman is, look around. If someone's just standing there shaking their head, I think that's probably her. But yeah, so basically they've got three cats and her daughter Emily is a real... She loves the cats. She's She, she just... That's what she wants to be. She wants to be a cat lady when she's older or as we like to call them, spinsters. Um, so... There's, there's all this, and she, and she went to school, and obviously it came to lunchtime. She opened a lunchbox, and the teacher happened to be near her, and, and, and looked in and said, "What have you got for lunch?" And she looked, and then she said, "Well, what's that?" And then obviously Emily said to her that it's cat food. Um, so the teacher was obviously then made Melissa aware that her daughter had said cat food for lunch and wanted to know if she knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Which I you... always feed my children cat food. Of course, I do. Exactly. You'd have to be some bad parent. What are we got? Listen, what we got? We got no ham today or cheese, but what we have got is cat food. So there you go. Have some of that. It's all right. The cats love it. You'll be. Do we fine. know if this was the wet stuff or the dry stuff? It doesn't say, but I'm presuming it's the wet stuff because that's normally what. I mean, it looks more appealing. I think wet stuff than the dry stuff, doesn't it? I mean, both are cat food. <laughs> if I was going to eat cat food, I was going to—I'll be eating the, the, the wet stuff, not the dry stuff. I—I th- I think so. It looks more like human food. Yeah. So, so basically, it's one of those things where th- this little girl is quite obsessed with the cats, and her inspiration in life. Now, we've all got to have inspirations in life, haven't we? I think you know, I don't know, be prime minister, or you know, save the world in some way, or maybe find a cure for the covid or something like that well this little girl's inspiration is to have 50 cats wow that's a hell of a lot of cats <laughs> that's a lot of ca- i mean that i mean i've always found as well this this always brought me to my point that you know when i was dating if one of the questions i always ask oh do you have pets and if they say yes i say oh would you have dogs or cats and they, if they say cats my next question was always how many because yeah. I believe if if you're going if you're if you're going to date a lady and she has one cat, that's not a problem at all. One cat is not a problem. Now she says two cats. You're kind of going, oh, two cats. Uh, there's a little bit of a, a a little twitch there that you think, hmm. If she says three cats or more, you run for the hills. Absolute nutter. That's what it is. You know, they are gonna. They are one of those people that you're gonna boil. You're gonna find your bunny rabbit boiled at some point. They're always the the crazy cat lady. If they've got more than more than two cats and the crazy cat lady. And there is some cutting edge romance advice from Vince Williams there for you all. Yeah, you don't need Tinder. Just just, just tune ask how many us, cats yeah. they have. <laughs> exactly. There should be a thing. There should be instead of having a picture of you, have a picture of your cats. And if there's one or one or two, you can kind of guess which are going to go left or right. If there's more than two, swiping left all the time. Or is it right? I don't know. So long since I've been on it, you know, me not being single anymore. Thank you very much. So basically, Chris, with all this, with this story as well, I want to know, what did the poor cats eat that day? Oh, gosh. That's a good point. I mean, did she leave them her normal lunch? Did they have, I don't know, did they have like cheese strings for lunch? And I think the thing with cats, because we've we've got a cat, his name's Ozzy, okay, and you can you might be able to hear him actually because he's been a real pain at the moment behind me, um, playing with stuff. But he's 
he's great and he's got his own Instagram account and yeah and he's he's got more followers than I have of course he has honestly God, there's so many followers on him he's, and all he do is post a picture of him playing or just you know a lovely cute picture of him and there's hundreds and hundreds of followers now and he's only been he's only been on Instagram about a week what's that about I, I put pictures of me looking cute and playing nothing I just don't think it's quite the same Vince why not Chris you tell me that why not one's cute and cuddly and the other's the cat yeah exactly <laughs> so have you have you there's another question for you Chris have you ever tasted cat food or dog food no I've never gone anywhere really near the stuff I don't actually mind the smell of dry food but you won't get me going anywhere near it to eat it can I do a confession on here, Chris? Oh, you're kidding me. So... Oh, gosh. Please don't. Please don't say it. <laughs> when, when, I was, when I was at college, we had a party. And me and my, my flatmate decided it would be quite funny if we put some dog food on, on little biscuits and pass them off as some sort of hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> and... We did that, and no one mentioned it, <laughs> ever. You're kidding me. No, and I'm not saying, a lot of people didn't have it, to be fair. A lot of the people that came to our little party didn't try it. They might have smelled it and gone, well, no. But let's just say there was a couple of bits missing. Let's just say, see, I would not have even tasted the hors d'oeuvres because I would have been suspicious from the start because you were serving hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't call them hors d'oeuvres, to be fair. At that time, I would have just called them, you know, I don't know, starters. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is a cruel, cruel prank. <laughs> well, it was catastrophic, really, wasn't it? All right, Chris, what have you got for us next? I have woman stages sitting after refusing to wear face mask in Costco supermarket. <gasps> Naughty. I know. Um, this is about as it sounds. It's in Oregon, USA. Cool. And uh, this woman comes into Costco. She's asked to please wear a mask and she refuses. She declares that it is against her constitutional rights. She has rights. She doesn't want to wear a mask. That's absolutely fine, madam. Please, therefore, leave the shop. Um, she was asked very nicely, if you have any medical condition that would mean you are unable to wear the mask, let us know and you're free to go in. But no, she just decided to sit down in the middle entrance to the shop and refuse to move. <laughs> As you uh, do. Wow. Some people, I mean... This is this is the thing, isn't it? At the moment, obviously, this the pandemic. We want we want to stop a a a spike. That's what they're looking at. I mean, Leicester's been put into lockdown recently, um, and it is one of those things where you think, well, most of us will follow the rules, uh, but there's always someone or a group of people that don't want to follow the rules. I've got my constitutional rights. Yes, 
your constitutional rights to give it to someone else or to get it yourself. You won't be saying that when you get to a hospital and you want treatment and they go, oh, sorry, constitutional rights, I'm not going to treat you. It's unbelievable. Some people just, it's unbelievable. So what? how did it end? Did they have to get arrested or? As far as I, this article never said how she actually left. It just She's left still with, sitting there. She She's could still there. quite easily still be there. <laughs> they, they said that she could sit outside on a bench. She didn't fancy that. I think she got up and moved about two feet, but remained in the shop. The manager came. I, I think probably she just must have eventually got bored. Unless she is still there. <laughs> you might go to Costco, Oregon, and she's now sort of a, a welcoming statue. Uh, that, yeah, like one of those, you know, those people that stand like a statue. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've, I've never got, by the way. There's no talent involved in standing still. Oh, come off it. There it is. They're very good. Don't be silly. That, what's that? How's that a talent? We can all stand still. You, you can don't stand need still practice. for that long. Yeah, I can. St- they don't stand still for that long, do they? They stand still while there's a crowd of people. When the crowd of people go on, they they scratch their bum, they do whatever they want to do, and then they stand still again. It's that's not a job either, is it? Come on, such a cynic. Oh, listen. The entertainment industry at the moment is in uproar because of what's happening. The theatres are not opening. We can't go to see proper shows, but yet we could get someone out there on the street standing still so it's jealousy uh, then vince you want access to this career opportunity you'd like to be out there on the street standing still absolutely not mate I, to be fair though if i'm gonna to be totally honest i probably couldn't stand still i'm not good at standing still myself i'm too i'm too wired for that i just like want to i'm doing stuff um but i don't I, i've never agreed that standing still is a talent you know, they paint themselves silver and they stand still. That's not that's not a talent. Like I say, anybody can do that. I could get I could get someone that's not in the entertainment industry, never done any entertaining in their life, and say, Look, I'm just gonna paint you silver, just stand over there on that box and stand still for me. They could do that. They might not be able to do it for hours on end, but they can do it. So no no talent to me. So this woman, hopefully is still there because that's what I want to I want to feel now that she's still sitting there all the lights have gone out when they close up they cl- they lock the door and she's sitting there in the dark and it would serve her right this silly woman fair enough while we're on this article I thought it was quite entertaining because when I got to the end uh, it gave me a few sort of little snippets of other stories that this newspaper had covered to do with masks so back in June um this paper, The Mirror, reported that a Starbucks barista was set to receive more than £47,000 in tips after a customer tried to shame him for not serving her while she wasn't wearing a mask. What? That's a turn up for the books, isn't it? Hang on, so so the customer came in, she wouldn't put a mask on. So he refused to serve her, and I think the other customers were so impressed and felt so sorry for him that he'd been shamed in such a way that somehow he's managed to accumulate £47,000 in tips oh my goodness who was in who was getting a Starbucks at the time some billionaires what's that about <laughs> we really are in the wrong profession now see up there I mean I could go and do that I could serve in Starbucks if I'm going to get that sort of tip he wouldn't I bet he's not staying in Starbucks now with that tip He's he's left He's gone to do something that he really wants to do, which is probably standing still in a street and being a statue. And the second article it linked to was in May, um, 
A woman cut a hole in her mask so she could breathe more easily. <laughs> now, now, listen, Chris. This brings me back to the thing that I've said last week and the week before, and I've said it many a time on here, about people, the general public, okay? What we call the general public, which is a lot of people out there, are stupid. A lot of people are stupid. They're morons. Why would you do that? The whole idea of your mask is gone, you know? And... The, the fact that she hasn't even thought about that and gone, oh, I've put this mask on and I can't breathe properly. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll cut a hole in it. Oh. It's like uh, it's like going a life jacket and life jacket and it inflates in the water and you go, oh, this is this is I can't really I can't really breathe properly with this life jacket. It's up right about my ears. Let's burst it. You know, it's absolutely stupid people out there. And these people. I nearly went into the whole fact of these people. This is how we get rid of them, you know. This is culling for the for the twenty twenty. <laughs> but someone really got out of bed the wrong side this morning. <laughs> They've had a go at street performers in Covent Garden. He's had a go at spinsters with cats, and now he's on to the morons of the general public. And let's cull them with coronavirus. What has happened? Yeah, I probably I probably didn't mean it, but you know what I mean. It's like the, the select of natural selection. Natural selection. That's the one, Chris. That's what we need. Natural selection. That's what that is. Um, because they, I mean, they, you can actually get. I mean, this is a great idea, I think, by the way. The face masks now that are actually have got the bit that you can see the mouth through now. You know, it's a see-through see. bit. Because, obviously, um, a lot of deaf people, they use lip reading. And they've had real problems uh, lip reading because of people with masks on. Um, so this has been really good. They've designed something. And hopefully they'll get them out there for a lot of people. Because I do think it is... It's like what, what we do, Chris, you know, in the entertainment industry. If you're If you're running a session and trying to entertain people and you've got a mask on they can't see your mouth you know you might as well be a ventriloquist and it's also quite sinister if you cover your mouth and then smile yes yeah i mean i it's one of those things where you look at people now with masks on and they they look at you and you think by their eyes what are they doing are they smiling are they smirking Sticking their tongue out yeah well, you, do, you just don't know what you can actually hold your eyes in a fixed position and do whatever you want with your mouth so they could be they could be actually like mouthing the words you absolute wanker, you know, and you wouldn't know. It looked like they're smiling at you, and you're probably going, "Yeah, hi, wave." I'll tell you what I've struggled though because I've been wearing a see-through visor the last couple of days. A see-through visor. Look at you with your set. Yes. Oh, you see, we've all got we've all got these little masks. You've got a see-through visor. Of course you have. Who made it? Your butler got it for you, did he? <laughs> I keep forgetting it's there. So every time I go to have a drink. <laughs> I take my drink up and it smashes straight into the outside of the visor because I keep forgetting it's there. <laughs> I'd probably do that like picking my nose. <laughs> That's what I mean, natural selection. Look, there it is. Right, do you want to go into your next one? Yes. Okay, so we're going straight on now with man rides stationary bike for 297 hours to break Guinness record. So, it's a restaurant owner. Obviously, his restaurant's not open at the moment, so he's got a bit of time on his hands. Um, and he's broke the Guinness World Record when he spent 297 consecutive hours riding the bike during lockdown. Uh, now, um, this guy's name is Miles. You might know him. It sounds very posh. 
Hair and miles. No, I love the fact someone that has cycled miles and miles and miles on a bike going nowhere is called Miles. <laughs> yeah, I did, didn't think of that. You're right. I've only just seen that myself. That's brilliant, that is. Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, my name's Miles, and I've done miles and miles. So, Miles, <laughs> how many miles did you do, Miles? Oh, loads of miles and miles. Did Miles do? You could have your own little rhyme, couldn't you? Uh, miles, who said his aim was to raise awareness of environmental causes, had to keep up a speed of at least 12 miles per hour during the attempt. It's a bit like that film Speed, isn't it? You've got to stay at a certain speed, otherwise he blew up. Um, so, so this was 297 hours. So totally, that's 12 days and nine hours. He was allowed... Now, this is where it gets a bit confusing. Because it says he was allowed a 20-minute break every five hours. Um... But then earlier on, it says that he, he rode this consecutively. So I suppose that's consecutive in inverted commas. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but that's a bit confusing for me. If you've done it consecutively, I just think that's, that's it. You do it all the time. And then later on, they goes, well, no, well, actually, we gave him a 20-minute break every five hours. That just makes it easier in my head. What a luxury. Well, it means he didn't have to wee through a funnel. <laughs> Well, see, I'd rather... That's a better story. Weeing through a funnel and staying on there for 12 days and nine hours. I mean, in his little breaks, they said that he uh, he could have a little bit of... Uh, it, oh, it says he could have a break. He would change his clothes and take a nap. That's all it says. There's no nothing about having food in there. That is intense. So maybe he didn't even eat. 12 days and you've just had sort of like five, ten minute naps. I know, that's that's crazy, isn't it? Oh, no, thank you. But look, I'd, I'd rather just watch TV. Yeah. Is there, is there a Guinness record for just sitting down on your ass and watching TV? <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Whoa, that's, that's too much for me. I know. The, the Guinness adjudicators were on hand for the entire attempt. Now, again, it doesn't say if it was the same, if there was one. Because normally when you see these Guinness people there, there's normally only one, isn't there? To, to make sure. I wonder if any of them have ever won the Guinness World Record for the longest time of checking a Guinness World Record. Oh, that could could have done. Yeah, so, so you could end up with someone winning the Guinness World Record for the longest time to stay awake while checking a Guinness World Record. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Maybe they they haven't thought of that. A it's Guinness Record Inception. A what? Guinness World Record Inception. Because it's a thing within a thing within a thing yes of course it is i knew exactly what you meant chris <laughs> the film inception i i was thinking something completely different oh, i was thinking insertion that's what i was oh, thinking okay. sorry about that now the, the the ending to this um well first of all just a quick one for me i'm not i'm not a lover of the stationary bike i don't see the point of a stationary bike because the whole idea of a bike is you go out in the fresh air and you see the countryside or you, you, you know, you, you've got lovely views. Stationary bike is just, for me, is, I don't know, it's just a bit weird, don't you think? Have you ever, do you do biking at all, Chris? I love cycling outside, outdoors, moving, going places, uh, cycling up and down the river, lovely. But Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How do you cycle up and down a river? <laughs> Along the towpath next to it. Not oh, on the I, see, I thought you meant... I was like, this is definitely Jesus territory right now. You're cycling on the river. 
<laughs> yes, in a pedalo. Um, <laughs> along the along the side of the river. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. Don't fancy a static bike. You don't know. It's 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 one of those things where I think it's a bit boring, isn't it? Because they've got these things. What's the what's the things called now? Where you've got a bike in your house and then you on 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 a screen you have you do a class but with an instructor on a screen peloton that's what it's called uh yeah and and you you, you do your, your workout from your home uh and it's i mean i think that's a great idea for workouts if you want to do it as workout but actually doing a bike ride on a stationary bike doesn't appeal to me and you know the funny thing with this story as well chris is that miles doing his miles um when he finished his record-breaking attempt, he finished it by, get this, he got down on one knee and proposed to his girlfriend, who accepted. Oh, it would have been horribly sweaty. Do you know what I thought, though? Because he's just done 12 days and 9 hours on this bike. He gets off his bike, his legs are shot. Right, his legs are shot. <laughs> he just falls down onto one knee, and she goes, "Oh, oh my God, yes!" And he's gone, "What?" And she's gone, "Yes, I will. Of course, I'll marry you." And he's gone, "Oh, great, lovely. Oh dear. I mean, that's what I think's actually happened, dear. Don't you think?" <laughs> Is there a is there a Guinness Book record that you'd like to break, Chris? Oh, now you're asking. Um, yes, it was me asking. Well done. The one I always used to like to do with my dad on the beach was, you know, little bat and ball that people play on the beach. Mm. Is is how many how long the rally could last for? We'd be there for hours just playing that. I think we got up to sort of over five hundred one time. You know, just five hundred. That's good. I thought that was quite impressive. So I think that would probably be. Where I'd be looking to do my my Guinness World Record. What about you? Should we try? Should we try and set that one up for you, Chris? Because I'm quite good with a bat and ball. We could we could try it. We could get. I, I reckon I could do more than five hundred. Can you? It would involve Let's do it. standing relatively still, though, Vince. You couldn't sort of be uh, running all over the place. I see. I, yeah, I can't do that. I've already. We've already. Uh, <laughs> we've already done that one. I can't stand still for too long. You're right. Maybe you should get one of those statue guys to do it with you. They're good at that. Which record would you like to challenge, take on? Oh, oh, that's a... I think that I appealed to me earlier on when we were talking was the sitting on your ass watching TV challenge. <laughs> I think I could do weeks of that. In fact, I think I might have broke the record in lockdown. Fair enough. To be fair. I didn't do a lot of exercise at that point. Um, and now that I'm back at work it's a lot harder. I did. I mean, I did twelve thousand steps yesterday at work. That was just in one day. I didn't do that in three months. I was lucky to do twelve steps in three months. Now I've done twelve thousand in a day. I mean, I, the weight's going to be falling off me now. <laughs> do you know what's funny? Actually, talking about that, just to skip off subject a bit, I came. I came back to to my girlfriend's and. I said to her, oh, I've been doing all these steps. She said, oh, that's good. You'll be losing some weight. And I went, yeah. So I, oh, I, I weigh myself. So I went into the into the bathroom, got the scales, put them down. And I was 15 and a half stone. That was, that was what I was. I'd, I'd gained quite a lot over lockdown. And I put, and I stepped on these scales and I was 11 stone nine. <laughs> I went, hey, I, uh, three days back at work, 
And from 15 and a half stone, I'm down to 11 stone nine. I said to her, quick, come in here, look. And then I got off it and I thought, I'd reset it and I sat, stepped back on it, 11 stone nine. I went, look, I'm 11 stone nine. And she went, you can't put it on that bushy carpet. You've got to take it off the carpet and put it on a solid floor. I was like, oh. So I took it off, put it on the solid floor. 15 stone 11, yeah, thanks. <laughs> took, I was up in cloud nine for for like at least 30 seconds and then that was taken from me and I'm back being my fat usual self. Brilliant. Christopher Hefteman. What you got? My next headline is Influencer accused of upstaging the bride after passing out at her wedding. <laughs> Go on. So influencer Jada Tunkodorak I think I've pronounced Ooh. that correctly. Um, Hope so. She fainted a matter of seconds before the couple were meant to have their first kiss. And the influencer's boyfriend was one of the groomsmen. So he was sat on the opposite side of the couple to his girlfriend who fainted. And it almost got worse than just the faint because he went to run out in front of the bride and groom as they were about to kiss to go to his girlfriend's attention. But right. thankfully, the hero that was the best man grabbed him and stopped him from doing so so that the couple could have their first kiss, get a photo of it, everyone could see it, without it being ruined <laughs> by an over-anxious groomsman running across. So, hang on. Let me get this, let me get this right. Because now, in my head, this is how I see it happening. All right? Yep. I see them... Getting they've done their vows, yeah. they've they put the rings on, it's all lovely. They're just about the, 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 the vicar, whoever's there, is just about to say, You may now kiss your bride. As they're just about to say that, this I don't know why she's an influencer, I don't know what make difference that makes. It's a woman, whatever. But anyway, she's feeling a bit faint and she starts to go. As they say, you may now kiss the bride. Her boyfriend, the other side, thinks she's going, I'm gonna catch her. But then before he goes, the best man grabs him, says, oh, get back here, we want to see the kiss. As they're kissing, she falls flat on her face one side. Is that kind of what's happened? That's about the measure of it, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, oh yeah, don't worry about that. We'd rather see the first kiss than this poor girl face plant. Well, <laughs> she didn't quite face plant. She sort of fell into the person in front of her. But, I mean, the, this story gets weirder in that she felt herself sort of getting faint. So she tried to get to the attention of someone next to her by hitting them to the extent they needed ice on their hand. <laughs> so she... So now... Hitting their... They're hitting their so hand like, so to get their attention. Like, like flap at someone to get their attention. I bet it sounded like a round of applause. <laughs> I bet they went in to kiss and then... Oh, yeah, thank you very much. We've not done it yet, but thank you. It's going to be good. So, yeah, what a story. It's just something straight out of a film, really, isn't it? Yeah, there's two things here, really, Chris. One thing, I don't understand why they're, they're so obsessed with her being an influencer. Is that means she's going to influence other people to faint at people's weddings? Is, is that's what's going to happen? Oh, we'll follow her. Let's get really faint, go to a wedding, and Ooh. slap someone's hand and fall over. <laughs> yeah. Um... The other thing is, did they just? What did they do afterwards? Did they carry on with a kiss, or did they? Or did they, did they ignore her? I think they just ignored her. I think they just got on with proceedings, finished the wedding up. 
left her just lying there. Uh, Again, she's probably like that woman in the shop. She's still lying there. <laughs> she's still there. They all went to the just reception. There. And the boyfriend's nowhere to be seen because the best man's going, yep. no, don't, come on. Don't. Come on, we've got a wedding to do. This is more important. The first dance is coming up. I don't want her fainting in that. I don't want you running in front of the first dance, doing a break dance. That is quite funny, isn't it, eh? It does. It... That poor... I feel sorry for the girl who fainted, to be fair. I mean, I think it was, it was, she was, she's had this before sort of heat stroke and I think she felt she was just getting quite hot and she sort of, it's a horrible feeling when you feel like you know you're going to faint. Yeah, the only time I've ever, I'm, I'm not a fainter, but the only time I've ever felt like that was on the birth of my first child. Um, because we rushed into, everything was quite rushed and we rushed into hospital and everything was going on and... We got in there and she was there and, and I was waiting inside and the nurses came in and they went, stand back. And they they did all this round her. Um, and then her, her waters broke and I just went, oh, 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 and I said to the nurse, oh, can I, can I open a window? It's a bit stuffy in there, isn't it? And this nurse obviously has seen this all before, just looked at me and she went, do you want to take five minutes a minute, go and wash your face or something? And I was like, Oh yeah, if you don't mind, I'll just. So I went outside, and that's how I, I did think. And I there was, was a whole row of expectant dads all lined <laughs> up. <laughs> we had to queue for the toilet to wash our face. Yeah, and then it was all right. After that, I was fine. So this this nurse knew exactly what to do. She'd seen it all before. But I think that's the only time I felt that I was gonna actually faint. What about you? Well, I had a an experience. I was having. I needed to have some sort of. I think uh, either blood test or cannula put or something. And so I went into hospital to have it done. They said, are you okay with, with needles and blood? I went, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Because I was like, <laughs> I've had my appendix taken out. So I'd like, I'd have my appendix taken <laughs> Not out. Not the same, but yeah. I'd had like things stuck in me. I'd been on a drip. I'd had. Oh, like... hang on. Can we go back on that one? You've had things stuck in you. What was that, Chris? <laughs> you want to elaborate on I that? I had needles, you know, blood tests and cannulas and drips. I'd had all that. Never a problem. Okay, um, like once when I was in year three, my teacher said that there was ser- something seriously wrong with me um, and made me go and get <laughs> blood tests. So I was used to blood tests. So I was there thinking, I genuinely thought this is not going to be a problem. I'm fine. So I said, yeah, don't you worry. You just do what you have to do. And she did it. And I went, oh, gosh. Oh, sugar. That's what you were lacking, oh, sugar. feel good. <laughs> oh, no. Added to the fact, added to the embarrassment of, I've played it really cool and now it looks like I didn't want to admit that I had a problem. And so I sat there and she went, you're right. I said, yeah, could I, could I take you up on that offer of some water, please? And I, and I might just have a lie down. Do you know what? I yeah. could, listening to your little story then, Chris, I could have easily edit that so it sounded like you were some sort of drug addict. Because you, you had said about things sticking in you, needles and having a problem. <laughs> Okay, that's another week done for It's Actually Happening in the world out there. This stuff that we think that could never happen is actually happening. Yes, it is. So we'll see you again. I said see you. Why do I always say see you, Chris? What is the matter with me? Because you're a creep. (laughs) Anyway, catch us next week. So for this week, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.